Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Beans and I am your host. It is Friday, December 15th, episode number 710. Heading into the break. Uh, again, not sure what it's going to look like uh, next week if I'll be able to get in. I'll try. I'll try to get in, go over uh, first round playoff outcomes and try to catch some previews uh, for round two as we move along. Uh, Big move, big move uh, by anyone who happened to make make a last-second adjustment like Queen Jess did, throw in the Las Vegas Raiders defense. Wow, Uh, what a show. 42 points they uh, put on the board for her in KFL. Good start uh, against the Squatch. Uh, in their first-round matchup, went over those yesterday, and uh, she had, at the time, at the time we uh, that I recorded yesterday, it was Atlanta in her lineup, and she made the switch, uh, got the Raiders in there, and that was the right move. So nice work, Queen Jess. On your way, you're on your way. Just keep it up. Got to keep uh, keep the pedal to the metal. See if you can take out the defending champ. And uh, send him packing. Thursday night football was a debacle. It was a mess. It was a joke. I did not watch a whole lot. Turned it on, uh, and it was already oh twenty-one nothing. I guess right off the bat, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. And so I moved on. Watched uh, I watched Survivor. Watched Amazing Race. Great finish to the Amazing Race. Uh, final episode. Uh, great team. Winning that one, and we have one more, one more survivor left. Uh, season finale is going to be next Wednesday. Should be, should be a wild one for sure. Uh, Thursday night football was Raiders sixty-three, Chargers twenty-one. Aiden O'Connell was twenty of thirty-four, two hundred and forty-eight yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, pretty, pretty darn impressive for uh, someone who they, who we weren't even sure was going to start the game. Uh, leading up to it, but he did. Uh, Zamir White, 17 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Devontae Adams, if you played him, you were happy. Eight catches, 101, and a touchdown. The touchdown came from Jacoby Myers, who was 2 for 32 and a touchdown uh, receiving, and then 2 for 2 for 12 yards and a touchdown passing. Uh, So good night for him as well. Michael Meyer. Uh, four for 39 and one, and the rookie Tucker. Yeah, Daddio, Daddio didn't have the guts to put this guy in. Uh, who would have? Right, three catches, 59 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, for Tucker. On the other side, Easton Stick in his debut, not great. Um, the line doesn't look bad. 23 of 32, 257, three touchdowns, one interception. But the problem was he kept fumbling the ball. And put that on the line, put that on him not protecting the ball, whatever. But uh, you got to do better. Got to be better. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller was your leading rusher. 16 carries for 56 yards. Just a joke. It, it's just a joke it, in Charger land. Uh, they, it was every other play. Uh, it was Kelly for a run, Spiller for a run, Eckler for a pass or a run. Um, they they don't know what they want to do on offense. And I don't know if this is Kellen Moore, if this is Brandon Staley, if it's the whole the whole package. Maybe they all need to be gone. Um, 
start fresh. I, I'm not not that impressed uh, with Kellen Moore. I thought thought it was going to be better. And granted, I, I understand Herbert's not in there, but uh, their usage of Austin Eckler this year has been, you know, awful. He's clearly the most talented guy, um, most talented guy on the field, uh, let alone in in the backfield. And they continue to just mess around and and do this stuff. Um, so yeah, Eckler finishes five carries for nine yards and four catches for twenty nine. Uh, Josh Palmer got away on a busted coverage he goes four for 113 and one with a long one there uh gerald everett was five for 41 and uh the q the q quentin johnston had a touchdown as well for the chargers so yeah moving on they are uh clearly getting things lined up for a draft pick uh thought maybe staley would be fired at the half um you know to set a precedent be the first team to ever do that but it was a road game so it would have been difficult for the chargers to figure out how to get him home uh they're a little bit awkward a little bit embarrassing so you know he lives to see another day uh you know he could he could be fired today or they could just roll with him for the rest of the year right he's not making it out of the season but you know it's not necessarily the chargers style to fire somebody in season so we'll probably we're probably Rolling with uh, with Brandon Staley for a few more weeks, and then it'll be over. But you watch; they'll come back and they'll beat Buff- Buffalo next week. Just the way, just the way they are. It's the way the team has been prepared. Uh, super, super inconsistent play uh, across the board on defense, on offense. Last night they just couldn't hang onto the ball. Every time you turn around, they were fumbling, um, and that. You know, short short fields for the Raiders uh, is a bad recipe, a bad, bad recipe. Let's get into the MSD, and then we're going to go over all, all of the remaining games for the week uh, really quickly, right? We're going to fire through this one because uh, it's a lot of material, and, uh, you know, it's Friday. I, I got things to do. Got to get ready for a very light day here in the classroom. Uh, as we coast our way into the break. So first matchup in MSD is yours truly, the Kamish versus <clears throat> Team Canada. And this is Canada 1, Dylan and Sean. Uh, we will go quarterback to quarterback. Tua taking on the Jets. I've got Tua projected for 15 points. Uh, they have got Mahomes taking on the New England Patriots, and he is projected for 21 points. Advantage Canada there. Already... Already got my Eckler points, 9.33 points last night out of Austin Eckler. Didn't completely crap me, but also uh, not what you're looking for to start off the week. Uh, so he's done. He's in the books. He's going against uh, Zach Charbonnet uh, for Seattle. <clears throat> Sharing time with uh, Kenneth Walker. I'm pretty sure Walker, I think he played last week, so he certainly should be playing this week. Uh, so whatever whatever touches they get out of him, he is projected for 15 points. Uh, that would give the advantage to them if he hits projection, right? I already we already know what Austin Eckler got 9.33, so that one is over. Tony Pollard uh, in my second running back slot, 21 points projected against the Buffalo Bills. He's been very good of late. We'll see if he can keep it rolling. He's taken on Bijan Robinson, who's got the lovely matchup of the Carolina Panthers. 
projected for 22 points on that one. Advantage Canada. That is one, two, three. Advantage Canada. I've got Stefan Diggs taking on the, the Cowboys. <clears throat> Has had some down weeks of late. Hopefully they will lean on him, depend on him, and get him back on track. He's projected for 19 points, and he is going head-to-head with Jamar Chase, who gets the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday morning. Uh, projected for 18 points. That is uh, a advantage. Kamish on that slot. I've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's been on fire. As long as Will Levis is in there, D-Hop is, seems to be relevant. He is projected for 18 points against the Houston Texans. And he's going head-to-head with Rashi Rice. This one kind of blows me away a little bit. The projection on this one is kind of wild. 21 points for Rice. D-Hop has been uh, very good. Top 12 wide receiver um, over the last several weeks. And Rashi Rice has not. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been better, right? He's been closer to what everyone has hoped for out of one of these 93 draft picks that the Chiefs take uh, wide receivers with. Uh, but 21 seems high, but regardless, that's what uh, that's what we have. So Canada advantage, advantage Canada there. Made a deal last night right before the deadline, right? So I'm uh, I'd sent out a little sent out a little feeler uh, to Jared, Jared new, new to the league, taking over West West's team uh, had thrown out a feeler the day before, um, just uh, inquiring, you know, price check, Cooper Cup, um, and hadn't heard anything, hadn't heard anything, and then I get in the car to go home uh, from work, and there is a message, and Fantrack's a little bit wonky, a little bit... um, uh, not necessarily easy to follow in terms of team names and all that, and we all have goofy team names and whatever. I, I'm the commission in that league. Not really the commission, but I go by the commission. Um, and so he wasn't sure who he was dealing with, right? So I get a message saying, ah, who, I'm not, and he's new to the league, right? Doesn't know. So then you have to message back and, and let him know, okay, here's the teams you need to look at in terms of, just in terms of, uh, who you would be interested in. He threw, threw back a couple guys, a couple guys that were uh, far, far, far above what I wanted to pay for a 30-year-old Cooper Cup. Um, and I kind of thought it was dead at that point, you know, still still on the way home at this point, and we are 45 minutes from kickoff, which is the trade deadline in this league. And uh, so, you know, so he wasn't done. He clearly wanted to move Cooper Cup. Um, and saw the opportunity to do so uh, right at the deadline. So he fired back with, uh, well, you know, who, uh, who, what guys would you be interested in moving? So I fired a couple guys back to him, um, not really interested in moving NHL, but, you know, NBA being a, the dead sport that it is, uh, I've got guys that I could move. So uh, came back with a little, uh, um, with a little uh, Jamal, Jamal, you know who I'm talking about. Here we go. Here we go where I can't remember anybody's name. Uh, point guard for the Denver Nuggets, right? You know who I'm talking about, Jamal. Uh, so, and and he comes back with a, hey, uh, okay, I could do that. I could do that. So threw in a threw in a ninth-round pick, and we got uh, 
uh, got the deal done. Cooper Cup moves his way over to my roster, uh, and Jamal goes over to <laughs> goes over to Jared. So got the deal done right at the deadline. About 15 minutes to spare. So Cooper Cup now on my roster, and he is in the wide receiver spot against the Washington Commanders, uh, and projected to score 21 points. And he'll go head to head with Garrett Wilson at 17 against. The Miami Dolphins. Advantage Commission. I've got George Kittle taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Projected 18 points. Canada has Sam Laporta taking on the Denver Broncos, which is a lovely matchup. And I'm not sure this project. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with this projection, but they say 13 points. So that would technically be Advantage Commission. But I think Laporta is going to light Denver up because uh, they just don't. They don't even know the tight end position exists when it comes to that defense. Another another kind of wild projection here uh, that Fantrax came up with. I've got in my uh, first super flex. This is a super flex league. In my first super flex position, I've got Ezekiel Elliott taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've got him projected at 27 points. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, you know, yeah, granted, he did that last week, but... Is he going to do that again? I don't know. Maybe. He was like nine-tenths of their offense, so maybe it's possible. Maybe they know something I don't, but it seems high. And he's going to be going head-to-head against Canada's uh, first flex position. That's going to be Jordan Addison, projected for 13 points against the Bengals on Saturday. And then finally, on the, uh, the last player on the offensive side, the super flex position, I don't have another quarterback really I could put Flacco in there maybe but no I'm gonna go with Kyron Williams taking on the Washington Commanders he is projected for 32 points 32 points and then uh, Canada's gonna counter with Jake with uh, Jake Browning quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Minnesota Vikings projected at 16 points keeping in mind this is a super flex league but the quarterback scoring as I've mentioned before is very wonky if they are not a running quarterback, um, they have to do a lot to put points on the board. So, um, yeah, there's that. Then you move to the defensive side of the ball. This is an IDP league. Uh, I've got Miles Garrett, who's had a couple quiet weeks. Hopefully he'll break out against Chicago. He is projected for 14, and uh, Canada is going to throw out Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, He's got a projection of 13 points against New Orleans. Uh, so uh, minor advantage, yours truly. I've got Kobe Turner, uh, defensive tackle for the Rams, taking on Washington. He played Tui Pelotu last night for the Chargers and got a big, fat zero out of the defensive tackle position. So I, I have to think that that is an advantage to me, but, you know, these defensive tackles, they can they can goose you just like that, and you don't even know what hit you. So uh, I could think it's an advantage, but I could end up with the goose egg just as quickly. I've got Nick Bolton playing uh, in one linebacker position against the New England Patriots, projected for 12. He's got Ernest Jones uh, uh, playing uh, for the Rams, also against Washington, projected at 15 points, advantage Canada. I've got Frankie Louvu, linebacker, 
Carolina taking on Atlanta, 16 points. He's got C.J. Mosley taking on Miami, 16 points. That's a push. I've got Devin Lloyd, linebacker. Jacksonville taking on Baltimore, 15 points. He's got he's got Byron Young for the Rams, another Ram defender, taking on the Commanders. Projection, eight points. That's a low projection for a, for a linebacker there. Uh, and then I've got I had Diablo last night in my cornerback position. I love love that they for whatever reason he really is a linebacker, but they have him designated as a cornerback, as a safety, and as a linebacker. So I slide him every chance I get into the cornerback position because cornerbacks are feast or famine. Usually you're hoping for an interception. Well, not with Diablo. He was the leading tackler for the Raiders last night with twelve. So he got me a, a cool 18 points in the cornerback position, which is a really, really nice place to start. Kind of counteracted my Austin Eckler. Not so great night. Um, Canada's going to go with Byron Murphy uh, for Minnesota taking on um, taking on Cincinnati. That's two Byrons in a row. You know that, right, Canada? That's, there's got to be something. Got to be something to that. I've got Jabril Peppers in my safety position, uh, taking on the Chiefs, projected 11 points. He's got Alohi Gilman, projected at four. Oh wait, no, he had Alohi Gilman. Uh huh. That's right. Another Charger. He played another Charger last night at his safety position and got a whole 4.5 points. So his defense, uh, two players in, is sitting at four and a half points. Not a great start there. Uh, I've got the newly acquired Antoine Winfield going in the safety flex position. Projected for 14 against Green Bay. He's got Hunter Smith, the Minnesota Vikings safety, taking on Cincinnati projected at 12. As of right now, we are. It is the, the total projection is 282 for the commish and 237 for Team Canada. But... We can assume that that projection is going to change about 14 times uh, on Saturday alone, let alone uh, with all the games Sunday and Monday. So we'll see. The other matchup is Mullen versus J-Lev. He's got, Mullen's got Baker uh, at the quarterback position. 16-point projection against the Green Bay Packers. Should be able to score some points through the air. And well, he should be able to run on them, too. Might be a high-scoring game. Up there in Green Bay, Jay Lev throws out Jalen Hurts, projected 27 points. And this is what I was talking about, the way the scoring runs in this league. If you have a quarterback that runs the ball, uh, you have a distinct advantage, and Hurts does that. So he takes on Seattle, 27-point projection. Najee Harris for Mullen, taking on Indianapolis. He's been pretty good lately, and then he's going to battle head-to-head with Travis Etienne. Uh, 20-point projection against the Baltimore Ravens. Etienne has not been as good lately as he was early, but he still finds his way into the end zone, and that is big. Uh, Mullen's Mullen's got Chuba Hubbard in his other running back position, 22 points projection against Atlanta, and Jay Lev will throw out Raheem Mostert, 19-point projection against the Jets, and Mostert just keeps doing it week after week after week. Uh, Mullen throws out Ayuk in his first wide receiver position, 22 points projected against Arizona. Uh, J-Lev already got his. Yes, he did. Devontae Adams last night got him 
1.2 points. So Ayuk's going to have some work to do to keep up with that one. Mullen throws out Calvin Ridley, 17-point projection against Baltimore. And uh, J-Lev will counter with Brandon Cooks, a 12-point projection against Buffalo. Uh, Monroe St. Brown uh, looking for a bounce back for Mullen in uh, in the Saturday matchup. He is projected for 20 against Denver. And another bounce back hopeful, Mike Evans for J-Lev. Uh, he's taking on Green Bay, 24-point projection. TJ Hawkinson is Mullen's tight end. Stud man for Minnesota, 18-point projection against Cincinnati. But he has to take on Travis Kelsey. So Kelsey is projected for 20 points against the New England Patriots. Uh, Mullen's going to roll with James Conner in the first flex position. 19-point projection against San Francisco. That seems a little high. Uh, J-Lev gets to run with Rashad White. 22-point projection against Green Bay. And he has been on a roll. Super flex position. Uh, Mullen's going with Justin Fields. 23-point projection against Cleveland. And J-Lev's going to go with Sammy Howell. Taking on the Rams in L.A., 20-point projection there. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson is Mullen's defensive end, 12-point projection against Denver. Um, ooh, missing on the first name here. It's an S. Maybe Sam Hubbard, 8-point uh, projection for uh, Jay Lev against Minnesota, so that's got to be Cincinnati's defensive end or one of them. Uh, Jalen Carter... At defensive tackle, projected for a whole three points for Philadelphia against Seattle. Um, and then a little bit better uh, projection here for J. Lev. He's got Madubuike uh, projected for eight points against Jacksonville. So he must be a mm, – who is yeah, – Baltimore. He must, be, he must play for Baltimore because that's who's playing Jacksonville. Uh, Fred Warner. Going to be the first linebacker uh, for Mullen. 15-point projection against the Arizona Cardinals. Levante David uh, is going to be in linebacker in the linebacker spot for J-Lev. 14-point projection against Green Bay. Uh, T.J. Watt. Interesting story about T.J. Watt. That'll be uh, Mullen's second linebacker here. 13-point projection against Indianapolis. So Watt was in the concussion protocol last week prior to the game clears the protocol but then shows up uh, at the game with a tinted face mask right so we've all seen these these players wear them all the time tj watt however does not wear one normally and uh, shows up at this particular game Fresh out of the concussion protocol with a with a shaded visor on the face mask. Uh, one of the number one, one of the number one symptoms of a concussion is sensitivity to light. Uh, the league is absolutely positively looking into this, so uh, there may be more to come on that, but. Uh, very interesting, um, and kind of, kind of, kind of a tell there uh, for the Steelers and, and Watt that maybe he was not, 
maybe he should not have been on the field last week uh, when he was. So T.J. Watt, 13 points against Indianapolis. He goes against Bobby Wagner, who just keeps going. I looked at his stats last night and just was amazed at how many tackles. It's like 134 tackles this season for Bobby Wagner. Back with the Seahawks, he gets to take on Philadelphia. He's a 17-point projection there. Nick Bosa. This is interesting that uh, Mullen throws Nick Bosa into the linebacker defensive lineman flex position. Don't see this too often because, um, A, there aren't that many defensive ends that you can count on to get you consistent points every week, and, B, linebackers usually way, way, way outscore uh, defensive linemen on a consistency basis just because the number of tackles number of pass protections they're involved in, um, all of that. But uh, Mullen's going to go with Bosa in the linebacker flex defensive lineman spot, 10-point projection against the Cardinals. Uh, he's going to battle against Logan Wilson uh, for Cincinnati taking on Minnesota, 15-point projection. Um, and for and the safety, or no, the cornerback. We'll go the cornerback position, um, Adebo for uh for Mullen, 11-point projection uh, taken on the Giants. Who's taking on the Giants? They are playing, don't tell me, Saints. So Adebo must be must play for the Saints, 11 points projection there. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Duggar, 13-point projection for the Patriots taking on Kansas City. That is J-Lev's cornerback. I uh, used to have him on my roster, and I let him go. That was dumb because he has been good. <clears throat> But uh, sometimes, you know, can't hold everybody. Jalen Thompson will be the, in the safety position for uh, Mullen, Arizona, uh, taking on San Francisco. Uh, J-Lev will counter with Jalen Petrie. And he was projected for 12 points against Tennessee for the Houston Texans. Uh Mullen will finish up with the in the safety cornerback flex position. He's going to go Kendall Fuller for the uh, for the um, Washington Commanders. Eleven point projection taking on the Rams, and Jay Level counter in that spot with Buda Baker. Thirteen points projected against the San Francisco 49ers. Overall projection shows that Jay Lev is favored two ninety three to win this matchup. Over Mullen, 258. Uh, again, keep an eye on it because these projections change by the minute as the scoring starts. And it will start on Saturday. We've got a Saturday morning game. Vikings taking on the Bengals. It's going to be 10 a.m., I believe. Fantastic. I get to have NFL football on while I'm working. Uh, always a bonus since I'm not really into college football anymore. Uh, Vikings taking on the Bengals. Bengals are three and a half point favorites at home with a 40 point over under. It looks like Nick Mullins is going to play. Justin Jefferson's going to play. It's going to be Ty Chandler in the backfield. Uh, Jordan Addison, DJ Hawkinson. Those are all your Vikings that you should be rolling out there. And for the Bengals, right, you've got um, Browning at quarterback. Joe Mixon has been really good lately. Chase Brown has been playable. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins. Uh, that's probably as far as I go on the Bengals side of it. I will take the, I'm take the Vikings to 
find a way to win. No, yeah, no, three. Yeah, they get three and a half points on the road. Vikings are going to find a way to win. And Nick Mullins, in his starting Minnesota debut, will get the win. And then we get an afternoon game. One, I think it's a one thirty start local time here. Uh, Steelers taking on the Colts. The Colts are one and a half point favorites at home with a forty-two point over/under. Colts games almost always go over the over/under, so we'll, we'll go with that. Um, it's going to be Trubisky again. They've already announced uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Jalen Warren. Right? I know Vegas baby needs a, needs a day out of Warren, so hopefully we'll see that. Uh, Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, sure, if you if you dare, and and Pat Fryermuth on the Steelers side, on the Colts side, Zach Moss still looking for uh, a little bit of that magic from the early season. Probably going to be his last chance. I have a feeling Jonathan Taylor will be back next week, especially if the Colts find a way to win and keep their playoff hopes alive. They are in the playoffs, I believe, as as of right now. So, uh, yeah, so. Zach Moss, Michael Pittman, uh, you can you can risk it on Josh Downs. It hasn't been, he hasn't come through with with big games lately. And then you also have uh, um, Gardner Minshew at quarterback. There, I will take the Colts to win this one and keep the Steelers slide alive. Um, and they'll cover the one and a half on the over forty two. Broncos at the Lions. Lions are minus four at home. 47.5 point over under. Broncos will continue their winning ways and find a way to get get this done, right? And this is not going to be a happy thing to hear for... Uh, there, there's a lot riding on the playoffs with all of these Lions guys, right? You're, you're hearing these names over and over and over again, right, of teams that are in it because of these guys, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, don't hear a lot of Jared Goff, but uh, but he is home, so you're going to need a lot. problem is the Broncos' defense has been pretty good, and the Lions' defense has not. So I uh, don't necessarily like Javante Williams in this one. I think that the Lions can do some things to slow him down, uh, but Cortland Sutton will score again. Um, Russell Wilson will do just enough, and the Broncos' defense will take care of things and get the win in the Saturday night game. This one's going to be like a 5-15, 5-30 start on Saturday night, and we'll go under. We're going to go under the 47.5 points on that game. Sunday morning brings us the Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, Panthers are three-point underdogs at home with a 34-point over-under. Um yeah, Desmond Ritter, good luck. Uh, Bijan Robinson, you're playing, of course. Drake London, you're hoping for another, another follow-up to last week's outburst. Um, not, didn't hear London's name a lot in our matchups, so I know I have him in KFL, so he's taking a week off this week. But I did not hear his name mentioned too much in in those key playoff matchups, so probably wasn't a part of that. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Let's hope he gets in the end zone again. On the Panthers' side, Chuba Hubbard is about all I would mess with in this matchup, and I don't even like that. 
Um, we'll take the Falcons to win it on the road and cover the three, and we'll go under the 34. Bears at the Browns. Browns are three-point favorites at home, 38.5-point over-under. I like the over in this one because Justin Fields will do enough alongside with D.J. Moore. Um, yeah, Deonta Foreman probably is your running back play here, but good luck. It's a three-headed monster, and, and anybody could go off at any time. Or all three of them could not go off against a good Browns defense. Um, so it's pretty much Cole Komet, D.J. Moore, and Justin Fields for me in this one on the Browns side. Uh, you got Joe Flacco flinging the ball. Kareem Hunt is very questionable for this one. Uh, Jerome Ford just got back to practice yesterday, so uh, one of them, you know, <laughs> they're both kind of dinged up, so one of them could end up with with more of the work. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, maybe Elijah Moore. David Njoku for sure has been uh, good, and we'll take, we're going to take the Browns to win this one at home. Ugly. It's going to be ugly, and but we're going over, over the 38-and-a-half. Uh, Bucks at Green Bay. Green Bay is a three and a half point favorite at home. <clears throat> 41 and a half point over under. Uh, Baker Mayfield meh, as a stream. Meh. Rashad White, yes, for sure. Uh, Mike Evans, bounce back, yes. Uh, Kate Otten, if you can get a touchdown, right? That's what you're looking for. It's a touchdown out of him. And Chris Godwin, a little more involved last week, but not. Very consistent as of late. On the Green Bay side is Jaden. Jaden. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, Jaden Reed. <clears throat> Got it. Got it. Jaden Reed. Romeo Dobbs doesn't look like Christian Watson's going to play. Who knows what the running back situation will be here. It doesn't sound like either. I mean, Aaron Jones may play, but every time he plays, he gets hurt. Uh, A.J. Dillon broke his thumb, so it looks like he's going to be out. Um, yeah, so it's not not great. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Green Bay Packers to win this one. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go over the 41 and a half. I think there'll be a lot of passing, a lot of passing in this game. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins. Dolphins are eight and a half point favorites at home with a 37 point over under. Boy, they don't give the Jets a lot of chance to score points here. I guess that's really. Really low over or under. I'm going to go over the the uh, 37 on that one. I'm going to take the Jets on the line at 8.5. They'll keep it close enough. Uh, Zach Wilson coming off his probably his best game as a pro. Uh, Brees Hall, you're hoping that he gets continues to get the passing work. Um, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Uh, and that's it. That's it for the Jets on the Dolphins' side. Hopefully everybody plays. Um, I, I'm just going to stick with, I'm going to stay away from A-Chan, who's dealing with a toe injury now, one thing after another for him. I'm going to just stay away from him, stay with Raheem Mostert to keep it rolling. The consistency of him has been unreal. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tonga Bailoa on the Dolphins side. Dolphins win the game and cover the 8.5 on the over. We're going to go over 37. I think the Dolphins... Defense scores again in this one. Giants at the Saints. Saints are six-point favorites at home. 39-point over-under. Saquon Barkley. I guess you're playing Deepiola, right? Deepiola, right? Yeah. Tommy. 
DeVito, not DiPaola. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Yes, uh, Maximus, still as of now, still rolling with him. Uh, he's kind of waiting to see what's going on with the Stroud situation. He's He's got his fingers crossed that Stroud's going to play. It doesn't look good. He hasn't practiced yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Tommy DeVito, uh, Saquon Barkley, and I I just can't trust any of these wide receivers to be the guy, so I, I don't like it uh, on the Giants' side. Saints, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Chris Olave. That's it. And no, I, don't, I don't think Taysom Hill's going to play again. If he does, you know, maybe you slide him in there at your tight end. Texans at the Titans. We're, we're getting up there. We're at 11, 1,100 on the counter. This thing's going forever. Um, Texans at the Titans. Titans are uh, three-point favorites at home. Wow, 37.5-point over-under. This has a lot to do with, uh, David, with Davis Mills probably being the starter for the Texans. Uh, the line is reflecting that. So it takes, and Nico Collins, probably not going to play. Um, so maybe you maybe you can risk it on Devin Singletary. I don't I don't like it. Uh, on the Titans side, Derrick Henry, uh, D-Hop, and maybe Will Levis in the stream. Uh, possibly. I think Daddy-O might be going with him. So we'll see. I'll take the uh, Titans to win the game and cover the three, and we'll go under. The 37. No, let's go over. Over. There's a lot of 30s, 30s, 30s in the uh, over-unders this week. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the games are projected under 40 points. Uh, Chiefs at the Pats. Patriots are 8.5-point underdogs at home. 37-point over-under coming off the big win against Pittsburgh last week where they scored all of their points in the first half. Can they do it again against the Chiefs? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I don't think Pacheco's going to play, so you got that uh, McKinnon CEH mess again in the backfield. Not trusting that. Obviously, you're playing Mahomes. Probably gonna you're, you're going to play Rashi Rice, and you're going to play Travis Kelsey, and that is it for the Chiefs on the Patriots side. You're going to play Ezekiel Elliott and hope that he gets somewhere near what he did last week, just based on volume alone. He should get close. Try to get in the end zone, man. Just get in the end zone. I got him going in two leagues, depending on Zeke, in two different leagues. Niners taking on the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are 12.5-point underdogs at home, 48 points on the over-under. I'll take the over. I think uh, Cardinals will score a few points, and the Niners just score a bunch, right? So you got Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, all of them are good to go. On the Cardinals' side, probably playing Kyler Murray if you have him. I'm not. I'm going to go with Fields over over Murray. And obviously, uh, Maximus is going DeVito over Murray, so he's not confident in this one. And maybe maybe James Conner. I know uh, Mullen's got James Conner going in his flex position. Uh, hasn't been great. You, you know, you can hope he gets in the end zone. How about Trey McBride? We'll go Trey McBride. That'll be our guy uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, Commanders at the Rams. Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, 50-point over-under. Uh, and the, on the Manders' side, uh, clearly, uh, Jay Lev thinks he's going to do something. He's got him in his super flex position. Uh, J, uh, Sam Howell at quarterback there. Um, you know, 
Terry McLaurin, you're probably playing him because you have to, but I have not seen his name once uh, mentioned in any of these playoff starting lineups, and there's a reason for that. He has been very disappointing, and you're almost safer with Curtis Samuel in that one, and I don't think Brian Robinson's going to play, so you know Antonio Gibson could be a thing. On the Rams' side, everybody should be in play. Stafford, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, even whoever the uh, the the hundred and eighty dollar guy for uh, for the Rams at tight end was it Hill or something like that. Uh, Soldiers spent a fortune on him the other day, but you know can't take it with you, so you got to do it. I'll take the Rams winning uh, and go over the fifty, and they'll cover the six and a half. Cowboys at the Bills in the afternoon extravaganza. Uh, Bills are two and a half point favorites at home. Wow, at seven and six. That's wild. Fifty and a half point over under. Uh, Dak has been out of this world. Pollard's been good. Uh, CD Lamb is a must start. Brandon Cooks has found the end zone. Jake Ferguson is a must start at tight end on the Bills side. Uh, James Cook, of course. Stephen Diggs. Um, Dalton Kincaid. Josh Allen, of course, uh, and I'm going to take the Bills to win this one on the over, covering the two and a half points. Sunday night football brings us the Ravens at the Jaguars. Jaguars are three-point underdogs at home, 42 and a half point over under. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a yes. Um, Keaton, Keaton, man, I with his name he was in a matchup hold on i've got it right here wherever the kfl is i've got it because uh i I swear squatch had him in there no he doesn't who has him keaton mitchell never mind keaton mitchell i got it running back play him play him for uh just about dropped my microphone on the floor play him at the running back position for the ravens uh zay flowers obj has been uh good and isaiah likely along with Lamar Jackson, are your plays for the Ravens on the Jaguars' side? Travis Etienne, yes. Calvin Ridley, you have to, even though you don't want to, because um, he's been so inconsistent. Evan Ingram has been on fire, and you're probably playing, you know, probably probably playing Trevor. If you have him, you're probably playing him. I'm going to take the Ravens to win the game outright. And they will cover the three points, and we'll go over the 42-and-a-half. Monday night football is the Eagles at the Seahawks. Seahawks are four-point underdogs at home, 47-and-a-half point over under. Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, all of those guys are ready to go for the Eagles. On the Seahawks side, you've got the, yeah, you're going to have your running back situation with Charbonnet and uh, with Kenneth, Kenneth, you know, Kenneth, oh, it's getting late. It's getting late. I'm at 1,300 on this thing, all right? Ken, oh, man. I did this all last year, too. Yeah, the other guy, you know who I'm talking about. Both running backs, you're going to be stuck trying to figure out who's going to do what. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf should be a good matchup for uh, the wide receivers on the Seahawks side. We don't know if it's going to be Jay. Uh, going to be Locke, or if it's going to be Geno yet. Um, 
probably doesn't matter that much for the wide receivers because the that if you're going to beat the Eagles, you're going to beat them through the air. But they're not going to beat the Eagles. Eagles win this one and cover the four points, and we'll go over the 47 and a half on Monday night football. Oh, okay. Not going to make it to 1,400 here, so that's good. But uh, kind of a long one. Sorry. A lot to cover there. Thursday night football, two MSD matchups. All of the games got it all in, all for your listening pleasure. And with that, yeah, it's time for vacation. I'm going to get through one more day. going to survive one more day here at, uh, at the shop, and we're going to get it done. Just going to get it done and ride off into the sunset for a couple weeks. I'll try to get back in next week. No promises. Never, ever going to make those promises because I just don't know what the week is going to look like, or the week after that. But hopefully it will involve me and you uh, winning your matchups and moving on to the next round because this is why we do it all, uh, all season long for the playoffs. Uh, yeah. One baseball note, Tyler Glasnow, uh, Manuel Margot traded to the Dodgers for, for a handful of prospects uh, yesterday, so the Dodgers just keep Making the moves, just keep making the moves, keep spending the money. You know, it's just monopoly, right? All right, that's going to do it. I'm going to get out of here. The music just started playing, so it means that it's time for me to say goodbye. And, yeah, Merry Christmas. Now, I'll be I'll be here before Christmas. I'll, I'll make a point. I'll get in somehow, some way. I'll get in here uh, before uh, before the Christmas and the New Year. So have a great weekend, everybody. For the Fantasy Blink, I am the commission. I am out of here.